Hello everybody, it's me Ross and welcome to the first edition of the Kings of Anglia Fan Social where town fans have their say on their club discussing all things that's happening at Portman Road. Fan Social is replacing game day extra time so I hope you guys are excited that we're back to talk about all things town. The same format, the same contributors, I'm looking forward to discussing all things town. Of course it's been a busy week, Mark Ashton's started, uh, the new home kit has been revealed and also the first signing of the summer, Wes Burns has signed from Fleetwood Town on a free year deal. I'm looking forward to the show. It's great to have regular contributors in Dazza, Bloomers, Brad and David as we discuss all of that stuff. And also want to say a massive congratulations to the Issues Town women's team who have been promoted to Tier 3 after application for upload movement was successful. Of course, the last two seasons has been frustrating uh, because they've basically the season been null and voided. So it's fantastic news to be playing in the FA Women's National League Southern Premier Division for the 2021-22 campaign. Some, some great news there. What a week it's been. Some great news. And it's great that the Kings of Anglia fan social is here to discuss all that stuff. And finally, of course, support for the Kings of Anglia fan social is brought to you by Manscaped, who is in the best in the men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineer tools for your family jewels. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. Join the moment for all your below-the-waist grooming needs. Get 20% off plus free delivery with the code KOA at manscaped.com. So let's get right into it then, and let's introduce the first fine gentleman that is joining me this week, and that is good old Dazza. And we're going to chat about the first signing of the summer. Wes Burns has signed on a three-year deal from Fleetwood Town. Dazza, what are you saying? Are you happy about this signing? It's good that we're getting the deals done and dusted very easily, quickly. Uh, 3rd of June, and we've got one player through the door already. That is great news, isn't it? Yeah, it's a welcome. Uh, hello to everyone. Yeah, great to be back. Um, yeah, it seems like a great signing. Um, he was a player that I'm not going to pretend I'm an expert on him, but whenever he played against Ipswich last season, um, obviously he scored that fantastic goal on the last game of the season where he broke through and then smashed it in. Since then, I've since obviously the thing today, I've quickly looked on YouTube for all these sort of goal highlights and stuff. And then my, my son who... Uh, keeps his sort of ear to the ground on stuff and he watches all sorts of stuff. Um, he was telling me weeks and weeks ago, we need to sign Wes Burns. It'd be brilliant if we can sign Wes Burns. So um, he's he's very chuffed about it. So from what I can see, he looks good, direct, pacey, uh, sh- shoots, crosses, everything you want in a winger. So um, yeah, now I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing him play um, at Portman Road. And I'm going to go over to you, Bloomers. Um, we spoke earlier in the day about the kits, and um, then it's like buses. Two buses came at once, and we got the signing. And uh, I want to go over to Brad to mention something about something soon. But I'm going to go to you, Bloomers. Get your thoughts on this, your first reaction. Um, the first signing under the Game Changer 20 um, ownership. Um, and that's a good one. A bit of money's been spent. Yeah, good to speak to you, Ross. And uh, it's nice to be back in the, in the pod after some time in the wilderness. Um, it's nice to see a signing where the consensus on Twitter is the team that let him go, those fans aren't happy about it. Uh, as a very rudimentary barometer, that normally bodes well, whether that translates into uh, a quality player for us in the season to come, we'll find out. But it's good to sort of get rid of the stigma of we haven't actually signed anyone since this new ownership came in. We've now got a body through the door. Yes, he scored a, a good goal in the last game of the season. 
uh, that's about as much as I, I've seen from from him, to be honest as well. I'm, I'm not an expert on him, but uh, he looks to be a versatile player, looks to be someone who will be willing to play in, in various positions should the need arise. And yeah, an undisclosed fee means that we've paid something for him, whether it's a pound or a million pound or 10 million pound, no idea. But it's nice to see a statement of intent sort of from, from the new regime that we're willing to spend some money at this level because... Let's make no mistake, this is going to be the start and by no means the end. And there's going to be uh, a need for a lot more uh, men through these doors before we can look at getting a top six finish or anything higher than that. But it's a good start and pleased to have him at the club. And Brad, I'm going to go with two now. Um, I'm, 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 I'm saying this right now. I called it. I signed him on my FIFA 21 career mode earlier in the summer last year. And um, I, I signed him because I, I knew he was pacey. I know he's he, he's versatile. And it's actually happened. But um, <laughs> enough about me. Um, over to you, Brad. It's good to have you back on the show. Um, it's good that the the all the news has dropped on the return of the fan social. Um, and we can talk about it. But where's Burns? Are you a happy man about it? Yeah, I am a happy, happy man about it. Um, he's a player I've liked for quite a long time, actually. Uh, certainly since being down in League One. I've, I've kept quite a close eye on him. He's, he's very, very quick. He is really, really pacey. Probably one of the quickest players in the league. And um, he likes to t- like to take a man on. He can beat a man. Um, I think there's similar comparisons in a way to Gwion Edwards' skill set. But Wes Burns is just a bit better at everything else, everything that Gwion actually does. Um, Wes is quicker. He's, he, can, he can beat a man. He can put a ball in. Um so yeah, I think it's a really good, really, really good signing. And also, if Vincent Young doesn't play much next season, um, I could definitely see him filling in a right back as well because he's he he has been a right back at Fleetwood for most of the season. As Tom was saying, um, Fleetwood fans see him as their best, that's probably their player of the season. I don't know who got player of the season for Fleetwood, but um, they all see him as a top top player for them. And I think it's a little bit of ambition shown as well because I think we all thought. We, we were all sort of saying to each other the first sign and we think maybe it'll be a Connolly or an Evans or someone like that, a free agent, basically. And to, to go and get somebody who has just triggered his option at his club is going to cost a fair, fair bit of money as well. Um, it's not Jermaine Defoe. It's not someone like that. But I think it does show ambition. It shows that we're not if we're not going to get championship players, we're going to go and get the best players in League One. And I think Wes Burns, honestly, comes into that category when you're looking at wingers and lead one. So, yeah, I'm I'm really pleased. Good signing. There we go. So, David, you've heard it from Brad, Bloomers and Dazza to wrap up the first signing of the summer. Please do not make it very just simple like, yeah, all right. But over to you, David. It's good to have you on. It's a pleasure as always. How are you? And Wes Burns. Um, 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 yeah, no. Um, I'm. I don't know much about him, um, but then I, I frequently don't know much about sort of the play, players you end up signing. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm pleased with it. But Francine tells me that um, he's a good player. She's she's pleased because she keeps signing him on Football Manager. So she's she, first thing she said before I'd even seen him sign. She said, "I don't need to sign Wes Burns anymore." I was like, "Oh, we signed somebody," and then then went off elsewhere. So. Um, my, my sort of resident family scout suggests he's a good player, um, which is always a useful thing. 
I'm pleased that we've signed somebody. And yes, like, like Brad says, you know, somebody for money, which suggests there's the ambition there that we've been told. And I think that um, just looking at free transfers has always been a slight mistake from the speculation. I thought always thought there was going to be fees paid. So I'm ple pleased there's a fee paid. I'm pleased it's been done reasonably early as well because the summer bores the living tits off me because between the last kick of um, the game against Fleetwood and the 7th of August, there's no football. I can't get excited about pre-season friendlies and all of the other nonsense with VAR and other shit. Just That's not real football. You need a hairy-ass defender clattering three to make it real football. So, um, yeah. Having, having, having a signing is, is sex, sexy stuff um, and roll on some more to keep us entertained before um, real football starts again. Well put, as always, David. Um, and I'm, I'm going to... Oh, Brad. Yeah, I, I, I don't think it did happen, but I thought that um, the Nassian would go the other way. I thought that that would just be the natural thing to happen. I know that it was rumoured. Um, I mean, we triggered his option to sell him, didn't we, supposedly? Um, I'm quite surprised that he hasn't gone the other way because he's a, he's a right-sided defender. It kind of almost be a like-for-like. -like. I know Burns is more of a winner. But, um, but yeah. And he's, yeah, I, I still think that Nassian can do a job here. I mean, Cook's not seen him. He wasn't liked by Lambert unfairly because Lambert never gave him a chance properly at all. He was a scapegoat because he made him a dodgy cup of tea at Villa 48 years ago. 48 years. Um, but it, so I, and, and the, the thing with Danassian is you can fill in at left back, centre back, or right back. So, I mean, if you've got Danassian on the bench and Danassian doesn't mind being second choice behind other people, then um, he's a useful squad player. You know, if Danassi wants to be first choice, then no. But as a squad player, I think he can do a job. Yeah, I think so too. And of course, he's at an age now, though, Janoy, that he may want to be playing first in football. He's just, I think, yeah. you know, for, at Fleetwood for that six months, he was unbelievable for them. So he's probably, he's got the taste of first team football regularly and he may want that. So, but as you said, Paul Cook hasn't seen him, you know, in training yet. So he may give him a mm. few weeks. And if Fleetwood are yeah. interested, then he may go, but... But Cook, Cook wants his full-backs to be attacking. He wants them to be able to overlap his yeah. man. And Donatian just is not... He's a steady no, he's, Eddie. He's a steady he's, Eddie, isn't he? And yeah, he doesn't a right do a lot back, wrong, but he doesn't do a lot to sort of like, oh, well done, sort of go on, boy, sort of thing. Like, it's just... You don't really know he's there as such. And well, that, that, that's, that's why I say he's a useful <laughs> bench player. I mean, he, he could make sort of 15, 20 appearances next season with five starts... 10, 15 sub-appearances coming off the bench and in a, in a um, promotion-chasing side or he can be at a mid-table side being a regular. So it, depend, it depends on what he wants, doesn't it, from that. But I, I can see him doing a job. Yeah. One thing, I, one thing I picked up, actually, in the interview, I don't know if you've watched the club interview with, with Wes Burns, um, he was asked, do you know anyone else, any of the players at the club? So he knew um, Scusi and um, James Wilson, from previous clubs and then tellingly he said I do know uh, some other lads left at the club James Norwood and Guion Edwards so the fact he's mentioned Edwards whose contract is gone or is now finished is it finished in June 1st of June or was it run till July till but, July oh right I didn't know if that he, he was kind of yeah, I, I didn't know if he was giving away that Edwards was was still part of the Although, squad. Probably b behind the scenes, whoever's there, like going, no, 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 like, I can't edit it. <laughs> um, or you know, it's still up in the air. He's still 
technically he's still a town player he's still yeah. to buy town until the first yeah, of july his contract so, runs in june then yeah um yeah. and maybe yeah. yeah maybe he did speak to we on about the club and stuff maybe like that maybe very much uh, yeah. i know this isn't i know this isn't exactly signing because edwards is going because we're going to get a whole new squad mm. is what we're expecting but um I think it's already an upgrade. I think it's already an upgrade on Edwards at the right wing position. Um, I know Guion, his best position is on the left, but he's, yeah. So if, you, if you're looking at four wingers to go into the new season, we're very happy with Wes Burns as well. Yeah, Welshman I mean, replacing our Welshman. But then, I mean, Keenan Bennett's, I mean... <laughs> Get no, no, we can, we've moved on, David. <laughs> we've moved on, David. It, it happened. He's gone back to back. <laughs> it happened. It yeah. happened. Um, uh, Bloomers, I, I heard you wanted to quickly say something. Um, take it away. That's not. I, don't worry, it's been covered. It's Keenan Bennett. I think Keenan Bennett is going to go down as Ipswich Town's Ali Dio moment because I'm not convinced that uh, we actually signed the correct Keenan Bennett. It was someone that was uh, in accounting somewhere in in Munchen Gladbach. Yeah, what's, yeah, what's that's him, still around okay. 18 grand a week, isn't it? Yeah. He'll get loaned out again next year to maybe a Yeah, yeah. But anyway, enough of Keenan Bellets. Let's talk about um, another exciting thing that happened today. A uh, new kit. Good old new kit. It's always an exciting day. Um, the home kit, of course, has been uh, released. Uh, the away kit is, I'm sure that will come out in due course. But uh, Dazza. Over to you. You're wearing a retro shirt. Um, yeah. Wow, it's got pinstripes, pinstripes as well. Yeah. So uh... I couldn't remember if the old pinstripes were white or black, but obviously they were white. Um, so uh, yeah, I mean, I was actually I was in the middle of a, a conference call um, with some clients, and then I got an alert from the club. Went onto my laptop, saw it like new kit launched. So I wasn't really paying much attention to my people on my conference call. Um, so, yeah, the kit, new kit, um, I think it will look much better in when you touch it and feel it than, than just looking at pictures. Um, it's nice and tidy and, and night, you know, and, and nice just to use that word again. Um, but it's our, it's our home kit. You know, we're not going to go away too much. I know loads of people were tweeting, um, pictures of like all the standard Adidas kits that are in the catalogue for this season. And there was one that caught my eye that went back to the, like the white dipped kit. There was one with like white shoulders with like small circles sort of dissolving into the blue, which uh, I thought that that might look pretty tasty, but no, the new kits, the new kits nice. Um, I have my big fingers crossed that the away kit's going to be a bit leery that we've got some aluminous orange or we go back to a, a white kit, which is always my favorite kit, but um, no, she looked good. Um, there's always speculation about who's modeling the kit in the, in all the shots. So they've gone for, you know, three of the homegrown downs, Wolf and Dizel as um, the models for it, giving it a bit of uh, a bit of fist pumping and all that sort of stuff. Um, so, uh, yeah, nice. I've ordered, me and my son have got two on pre-order now, so they'll turn up with our names and lucky numbers stuck on the back and we'll be ready to go for the, the first game of the season. Love it. And, uh, of course, hopefully we'll be seeing fa- you know town fans wearing them in grounds. Um, hopefully that yeah. is something to come. Uh, Bloomers, we've already had a chat about this uh, for the YouTube channel, but um, repeat what you said 
from the video, but you can also mix it up because I know you can. Yeah. Well, if you uh, if, if you're listening to this and you haven't listened to what I had to say about the new kit on uh, Ross's other video, uh, don't worry, I'll wait. Go and do it now. <laughs> no, I said do it now. It was 11, it's 11 right, minutes okay. long, so right, yeah, right, right. just giving him enough time. Okay, you've obviously not listened to me, so I might as well just say it now. Um, I'll repeat what I said before. It's uh, it's fine. It's 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 a blue kit. Um, it's a blue kit with, with a bit of white on it, and actually, there's a black wind chart this year. It's it's quite forgettable in the nicest possible way because it means that we haven't done anything stupid. So, unlike oh, this is going to sound like I shouldn't mention them, but the, the team that mustn't be named have released some kind of god awful kit today. So, go and see that if you haven't already because it's quite spectacular. Uh, it's more spectacular than David's t shirt right now, and David yeah. nicer. Uh, so yeah, we've uh played it quite safe. It's uh, oh, sorry, Paul Lambert's played it quite safe. Was it you who said, Ross, that he's chose this yeah. kit or something? Yeah. All, all the managers they sign it off, so like Paul Cook's probably going to be signing off next season's kit already. Yeah, it happens every, yeah, every year, yeah. I so, like, knew. um, Paul Hurst signed off, you know, the one that you know, the probably the league one. You know, campaign. So he was already out of the job, but he, but he already okay. signed off the previous. If that's the case, and George Burley signed off the tie dye kit, I think I love him more than I did before. Uh, <laughs> that was fantastic. Anyways, um, yeah, like I don't think people that buy kits who don't, I don't think people that don't buy kits every year will necessarily buy this one. I.e., people like me. I bought this kit because it was something a bit different with the retro badge and stuff, which is why I picked it up. I'm probably not going to pick this one up unless it, it goes cheap in the sale and we're having a good season, maybe. Uh, the people that do buy kits every year, I don't think they'll have a problem. They'll, they'll pick it up and they'll enjoy it. Let's uh, let's wait and see. Like, as I said, we might have a bit of a funky away kit. And, and if we do, that might be the one that people go for if they're not normally the kit junkies. But uh, unfortunately, I'm not a kit junkie like some of the game day extra time lot. So I'll keep my opinions relatively brief, even though that was about three minutes. <laughs> no, that's fine. Um, of course, you know, Seg's a regular um, person on the pod. He is a very big collector, so, of course, as well. Bono as well. Um, they've got a lot. Of, even Dazza, you're, you're starting to have a bit of a collection now as well, aren't you? <laughs> Just in case my wife listens to this. Yeah, no, but nothing like Seg's. I mean, Seg's has got a problem. I mean, he just he's expanded <laughs> from kits onto benchware and, you know, all the third kits and all that. Yeah, he's... Uh, He's got a very, very impressive collection, Seg says. So, um, but I was going to wear the 2019 2020 shirt because I thought that obviously was very similar to this one, and I haven't got it. I don't know how, why I didn't buy that one. I don't know, but my son's got it. But maybe that's why I haven't got it because I bought it from my son. But um, yeah, I need to. Um, I, there's a gap in my in my selection, but I do like away kits. Then anyway, carry on. Anyway. Brad, over to you. Uh, in one word, and I'll put, put you on a spot here, how would you, yeah, think about the kit? What, how would you, yeah, I don't know what I'm trying to get, I'm trying to think of a word, what to say. <laughs> but yeah, a word to describe this kit. What, when you first saw it, what, 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 what was your first thoughts? Safe. Just safe, really. I mean, it's, it's blue. Um, it looks very similar to kits gone by. And um, it's a blue yeah. shirt. Whilst we are with Adidas, 
we are not going to get away from the kit templates that you see circling on the social medias weeks before. So, so yeah, it's, it's, it's all right. Um, and I think when I see it first game of the season with some white shorts on it again, I think I'll, that'll be a bit tasty. I've missed white shorts. I've, I've missed the white shorts. So I, I love, the, I love the blue shorts and the UEFA Cup edition. But, um, yeah, looking forward to seeing the blue and white army come August first. And uh, like Darren, I'd like to see an orange away kit. That would be, uh, yeah, those two would be uh, lovely. Yeah. And um, David, I mentioned earlier, you know, I can't wait to see actually fans wearing it in the stands. Um, you know, I know like this season or last season's kit with a retro badge, I'm sure that was a, a massive, you know, probably sold out everywhere. Um, and I'm sure that would have been a sea or blue of that shirt because it's, it's a nice shirt. Um I don't, as you know, the other guys said, maybe this one won't be as popular. But um, your thoughts on it? Um, it's blue. Um, I, 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 I singularly failed to get excited by shirts, I have to say. Um, I don't comprehend Thomas's obsession. Um, but there are lots of obsessions in the world that I don't comprehend as well. So I just sort of shrug and smile and sort of pat him on the head nicely. Um, my... Son gets very excited by different shirts and who makes them. And this is an Adidas and this is a Puma and this is a sort of whatever. I just don't care. It's blue. It's got white shorts. It's great. The only one I've, over the years I've ever disliked is that one, which everybody else likes with the um, bit of red on it and the laces, because that's just stupid having the laces on. Um, yeah. And that immense sized sort of background on the badge, which just looks stupid. Um. I would have liked, I, I'm really disappointed not to have the yellow-backed um, badge on. I really liked it. I was hoping with um, our nods to history, heritage, and all of those things, we would continue with that one because I don't like the red. I never have liked the red. Um, and I'm, I'm just pleased that we're not sponsored by some unethical gambling company because that really pissed me off. But that's, that's the only time I've ever got really exercised by a shirt is the name of the sponsor. Um, it's blue. Great. It's got white shorts, really good. And um, what I want to be is in the North Stand shouting abuse at referees and cheering goals. And I really don't care what they're wearing. Um, as one thing we actually didn't mention, of course, Ed Sheeran is sponsoring the, the shirt. Uh, that's, of course, a massive thing. What It looks all right, doesn't it? I know, Bloom, as you said, it looks a bit... For you, it looks a bit strange, maybe because it is just. I think it just. I don't think it's because it's Ed Sheeran that it looks a bit strange. It looks a bit strange because it's just a bunch of symbols and it's very narrow and sort of long. Um, I assume that Ed was allowed to put what he wanted on the front of the shirt, well, within reason. Uh, I'm a bit surprised he kind of hasn't really put anything alluding to his uh, name or like him, really, because you've got to be an Ed Sheeran fan to know that those symbols are correlated with him. And then Ergo, like, that's his tour. But yeah. if you're not an Ed Sheeran fan, it's not really doing much for you. So, I, you know, but hey, if he can pay what he pays and puts what he wants on the front of his shirt, let him. It just, just seems a bit strange to me. Yeah, it's definitely not offensive, though, is it? Like you say, the Magical Vegas thing was just disgusting um, with all the multicolours and stuff. But this is, you know, it's not a, non-offensive. It's um, local lad done good, so... It's all fine. I don't have a problem with that at all. No. Um, you know, he, he can put any number of symbols he likes on there. Um, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Um, it would be quite, quite amusing if he, he came up with a symbol involving a budgie and a turd, but um, that 
<laughs> See, if I if I had the money to do that, I'd st I would definitely be tempted to put Pioneer across the front. Because yes, that's the, pi yeah. the Pioneer is just the epic one, or Fison's for those of the nineties era. Well, Fison's is the only shirt I have any affinity with. Yeah, it's the only one I have a sort of you know, but that's that's because it's it's also the only one I ever bought because I was what eighteen at the time, and that's what you did. So. I've still got it. I still fit it, but it's the only one I've ever bought. So yeah, the Thyssen's one, all, all Pioneer. Pioneer with the pinstripes looks good as well. Yeah, the pie, that's, that's that's that, 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 that white away shirt with the pinstripes, black pinstripes with Pioneer. That that for me is is the best away shirt. Yeah, definitely. So, um, I, I, it's I have a lovely I, picture of me as a nine-year-old in that shirt. I'll have to dig out the Fison shirt and actually wear it sometime this season. It's going to fit. It, oh, yeah. it fits. It fits. Yeah. Well, in those days, all of the um, all the lettering was in like a fuzzy felt type material, wasn't it? That would wear off. So it'd be interesting to see how much felt you've got left on the on your Fisons. The thing is, I've not worn it. I've not worn it since Oxford away when we got promoted. Oh. Um, has, it, has it been washed since then? It probably hasn't been washed. No. It will have been washed after I got home from that, that event. but Because <laughs> I've not worn it. It's just been sitting in, in, in a drawer all that time. No, come on, maybe, get maybe, out. Maybe, maybe I should wear it for the uh, first game of the season. Sex a bite off you for 200 quid. <laughs> but then of course speaking about kits bloomers has just put the uh david's favorite one the laces uh, that is hideous it, it's iconic because you know milton and all of those sort of things but that red thing is you know behind, behind the badge is just a monstrosity yeah yeah that is it's the it's the felt, the felt letters are the weird thing because you're right it's like um felt, yeah yeah it looks really I'm trying weird. to think of it just yeah, well, like I mean, really I've got warm, this on the I am, I am very warm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or um, should we just all get our kits out and let's uh, let's do a little? Yeah, no, I'm joking. Get our kits out. Did you say? Yeah, <laughs> be, oh, oh. be very oh, careful. Oh, yeah. Get your kits uh, out for the lads. Yeah, <laughs> let's uh, let's move on to Mark Ashton. Oh yes, the new CEO. Of course, he started this week. Um, I yeah. was lucky enough to meet him on Tuesday. Um. Of course, he he done he done an interview with Circus. He he spoke to the club, he spoke to the local TV, he spoke to the local press. I did not feel sorry for him, but then someone told me he gets paid a lot of money. So actually, you shouldn't really. He's doing his job. But um, Daza, um, I'm sure you've read and maybe watched yeah. some of the interviews with him. What what have you um what have you liked about him so far? And it looks like he's already got down to business, got the the signing um sorted. Of course, um they got a connection there because I think um. With, uh, yeah, West Bird played yeah, yeah. Uh, and apparently Oxford United as well was uh, when yep. he was there on loan. So yep. yeah, Mark Ashton, what's your first thoughts on him? Yeah, in, impressive. Um, as you know, what he says, what he says, uh, you know, how he's saying it, uh, and also his beard. He's got a very neat, manicured, trimmed beard. Um, but he's everything that we've. That he's the sort of thing in the role and the type of person that we've needed in our club for such a long time. Um, I know he made some comment that I didn't hear, but someone's picked up that, you know, you can't manage a club 
or you can't run a club remotely, which obviously was what um, our previous owner was doing. Um, but he's a man who wants to get on with it. And uh, in in sort of the, the industry that I'm in, then I like to deal with people like that. I like people who just want to be straight and clear and decide what they're doing and do it. And um, that's what that's, that's what strikes me anyway from listening to him speak. And uh, obviously he's mentioned the history of the club, the amazing stadium, the Premier League, you know, he's ticked lots of boxes that we would have all expected him to, to say. Um, but he's got a good pedigree behind him in terms of what he's done at other clubs. Um, so, uh, yeah. And obviously there's been a huge number of people recruited as well, isn't there, to sort of... Um, on obviously on the fitness side, but then there's I can't remember the guy's name now. It's well, technically um, we've got more coaching staff and backroom yeah. staff than actually yeah. players at the moment. Yeah. It seems. So he's brought a lot of people with him that he's worked yeah. with, which can be good and bad. You know, it'd be good that obviously he knows them, knows how to work with them and what they're good at. Um so you know hopefully they'll 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 just hit the ground running and get stuff moving. Um so no, all good from my point of view. He's uh, got a clean slate. Not really interested in what the Bristol City fans are saying, any negative things that they've got to say. Um, and uh, yeah, just uh, we're all behind him. That's hopefully he can. He's going to be busy. I don't think he'll be going away on holiday for the summer. So we need some. We need some players in and contracts done. So uh, uh, yeah, I'm impressed with him. He'll be heading down to Felixstowe and, you know, or a Clacton or something. He, that, that'll be his holiday this year. But um, he's he said he's moved down to it with his family. You know, he said he's, he's not going to be working remotely. He will be there at the club. Um, yeah. Bloomers, what have you liked so far about Mark Ashton? Anything that stood out from you from his interviews? Well, I'm just going to I'm just going to give you a, a few quotes, um, a few quotes here. Uh, let me get my professional okay. voice on. Hang on. Uh, I want to take this club to its rightful place in the Premier League. The goal is to go beyond yo-yo club status and make Ipswich an established top flight side again. We have a highly focused and highly driven individual in charge of our football club, and he's absolutely right for us. Those are the words of Mr. Simon Clegg in his first interview with Ipswich Town Football Club. What I'm, what I'm getting at is I'm just going to pump the brakes a little bit. I'm, I'm happy for everyone else to, to, to take everything else at face value. But I'm, I mean, a comparative youngster compared to some of our fans, okay? So I haven't seen everything there is to see. But what I have seen in the past is people come in and make sweeping suggestions uh, that quite clearly don't come to fruition. If we didn't have a CEO that couldn't talk the talk, I would be really worried. So... You know, talking the talk is one thing. And this is by no means uh, having a go at Mark Ashton. This is not me having a go at him professionally. This is not me criticising him being in charge at all. All I'm saying is Simon Clegg can make things uh, sound good when he's doing an interview. You know, the proof will be in the League One pudding. However, yes, he, he said some nice things and, and everyone's happy right now. But let's see how everyone happy is uh, after game 15 and, and see where we are then in, in October, November time. But yeah, he seems like he's got his head screwed on. He's, uh, to put it nicely, divisive by in terms of Bristol City fans and what they think of him. So uh, let's let's hope that the people that uh, still think that he did a good job there and bollocks that he did do some good things, uh, he also does some good things with us. 
Wow, well said. And that's a good point, um, in a Brad, really, because sometimes we can get a bit too carried away. Of course, we're very cynical as town fans because we've had rubbish the last decade or more. Um, but yeah, sometimes, you know, of course, they're going to say the things that we want to hear. Um, but he seems like a likable, you know, man. Um, what, what's your take on him so far and, you know, the interviews? Yeah, fair, fair point there, Bloomers. I mean, talk is cheap, but I think we've, we've missed this sort of individual for so long. I know Clegg, he, he, he said all of those things at the start, but for, for a start, he wasn't a football man, was he? Um, and now we've got somebody who is a highly experienced CEO who who has got, well, a lot of contacts in the game. I mean, he's been here a day and he's already made a sign, and I know that's probably the pipeline before he started his job yesterday, but, but he's, like like Darren said, he's, there's going to be no days off for him this summer. He's, and along with Cook, you've got two people there who are such hard workers and they want hard work from their staff and Cook wants hard work from his players. You just feel like there's suddenly a real energy about the place and energy about the club and um, something that's just been lacking for so long. I mean, we, we live in sleepy Suffolk and the football club has felt like it's been asleep for the last, last few years anyway. And to have somebody be Bristol fans, yes, they like to say what they think about him, but it is such a change from what we have had. Um, our expectations, like they've, they've got to realise what their expectations are and what, what has been happening here. And um, to have somebody who is going to be at the club running it every day and looking into all of the aspects of the club, working with working with um, our very, very good manager on recruiting players. I mean, I, I think we're in a really, really solid position to the transfer market now. And um, now we've got the first one over the line. I expect Mark Ashton's been unveiled quite a few more signings on the way. Um, yeah, so like like Tom said, talk is cheap, but very impressed at the start. And you've got the game change a lot behind him as well. It just, it just feels like we are about to be a, a well-oiled machine. Yeah, we'll wait and see. And uh, David, to uh, finish off the Mark Ashton chat, um, what do you think of him so far? He's not um, a wankstain, is he? <laughs> no, no, I mean... <laughs> The problem with Evans is always that he wasn't a football person. You know, he, he didn't, I didn't, never felt that he understood this industry in the way that he does marketing and things of like that. I'm impressed with his talk about the stadium and things of like that because the match day experience, I mean, he mentioned specifically things which have been wrong for ages. He's obviously talked to people already behind the scenes who know things, you know, like the fact, actually having enough coffee being able to pay using contactless that actually works, you know, that, that type of thing, which he's already mentioned. That part of the match day experience is actually important and is part of, you know, making it a pleasurable thing to do. Um, but then also it's, it's that whole wider thing. Yes, having a CEO comes in, knows exactly what he's doing, has focus, is able to delegate to people and is a football person is important. And I'm I'm impressed with what I've heard so far. And yeah, he might not do the business, but I, nothing I've seen in his history suggests he's not going to. But it's also building up that backroom thing. I mean, Keane destroyed our backroom stuff. He he cleared so much of it out, and that's been a problem to my mind for ages. Whether it's because our fitness coach is um, tending his roses in Glasgow. Um, or just because we don't have those people, you know, we've we've now we're building up behind the scenes people with specific jobs, sports science, fitness, 
you know, all of those things. It's not just randomly, I've got a coach, I've got a goalkeeping coach. Yeah, that'll do, won't it? We don't need any more. You know, when my children used to play football, there were two coaches of a under-13s team there. If you've got a goalkeeping coach, an assistant manager and a first-team coach, you've, you've sort of got the same amount as a non-league under-13s schools team, haven't you? So building this backroom up is really good. It's also good that play, people who he's worked with before are willing to jump ship, move across the country and work with him again. I don't think it's the same. To my mind, it's not sort of going, he's just bringing people with him that he knows, which I've seen some people go, oh, well, you know. It, it's, it's, he can't do that. He can't just sort of turn around and go, right, you, 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 with me, you're coming to Ipswich. <laughs> he's had to approach them and go, do you fancy this? And they've said, yeah, absolutely. I'll take my kids out of school, move across to the other side of the country, resettle, buy a new house, because I believe in the way you work. You know, and that that's a big thing, because it's not just about the money or anything like that. It's also about believing in the person you're working with. And that is a really, really good sign. On a personal level, I have a small issue with him. Being a union man through and through, I would be um, fulminating at the moment on account of the fact that he keeps going on about, you work for me, there's no weekends, there's no days off, there's no holidays. I'm sorry, you have a holiday entitlement. By law, you have bank holidays, you have weekends, you have a right to a family life and well-being, and you do not drive people into the ground like that. Now, I'm sure that that is to prove to everybody how hardworking he is and he's going to get down to the business and things like that. But I would be spitting if somebody, if my new boss was telling me that I couldn't have a day off or a day or a holiday and things like that. He doesn't want to take a day's holiday. That's fine. Twat. But I'm going <laughs> to do it on account of the fact that I am entitled to my holiday. That got on my nerves. Because I'm, I, I mean, I was a union rep at 17 and I've, I've carried on doing so. Fought for those rights and they should not be taken away lightly. I'm, I'm the, I think I must be the other end of the spectrum to that then. Because if I'm working with somewhere and then I have a manager come in who's like, I'm really infused and get behind and he says, right, come on, let's get stuck in, let's work, then I'm all, I'm there. I, oh, absolutely. I, I like yeah. an enthusiastic manager. I want, and, and managers who believe in me, I'll work longer for. I'll take work home with me and all of those sort of things yeah. and, it's, it, and, and everything like that. And if you've got somebody who is down on me and all of that. Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll down tools at five o'clock and away I'm gone. Yeah, it's, it, a it, it, it's but this whole right, there's no weekends. You work for me and it's sort of twenty four hours a day that sort of thing. Hmm. That I find problematic, and I'm not saying that this is that's the sort of person he is. I'm not. I, th I think a lot of it is bravado for the you know to prove how hardworking he is and he's going to hit yeah. the ground running. Yeah. But managers and work situations like that aren't right. People have got family lives. They've got a right to um, be able to go to the pub and socialise. They've got the right to um, book their holiday and go off to Benidorm if they want to, or uh, Thailand or whatever. Because, mm. and, and a big part of my union head is, you know, th those are rights which working people fought for really, really hard through through industrial action, through protests. Some people died like a Peterloo massacre up in Manchester and things to get those things. Bank holidays weren't given to us. We fought for them as working people. 
and we forget that sometimes in our in our modern world. And I and and those glib comments, you're going to work 24 hours a day, not every weekend. That's quite dangerous, I think, sometimes because we forget in that sort of oh yeah, work really hard thing. And it's it is important to actually have time to yourself. You you become a better worker if you've got time to yourself. All right. I'm not expecting that conversation. Uh, Brad, I'll see you put your hand up. <laughs> you should always expect well, no, that. I, I, yeah. I think his quotes, yeah, of course, good points, Dave. I mean, but I, I think his quotes are a bit like me sitting here saying, like, I work hard 24 7. I mean, nobody works hard 24 7. Yeah. It's just him trying to show off to fans at just how hard working he is. And I, I found it more comforting than anything, actually. I know. I know what you're saying, David, but actually, that's nice to be... I agree with you, and I think a lot of it is is that. It's it's just in the back of my head. It it just sort of went, meh, annoyed me. Yeah, and and like you say, because of your experience of being a union rep, that's obviously going to jump, isn't it? So, But, yeah, yeah, I think I I found it more comfort than anything because actually checking my phone, I check my phone like five times an hour, seeing if there's any news and... Before I've been like, God, oh, come on, come on, do something, town. Just make a sign and do something, announce something, something. Come on. Whereas now I sort of feel like, don't worry, Brad. They are working really hard. Uh, just, just relax. Whatever will be, will be. Because in the past, I just felt like our clubs just run at a snail's pace on pretty much everything. So, so yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pleased he's there, and I think he's going to do a really good job. And I, and I'm, I'm really pleased with the backroom staff that he's brought people with him who obviously trust him. Um, and I, I think he is going to do a good job. And I think alongside the owners, I think it's a huge step forward, com- completely overhauling the club right, right, left and centre. And not just him, but the, the, the all of the backroom staff bringing in. I know people have joked about, you know, we've got more backroom staff than we have players. I think that's a good thing. The more coaches you've got, the more infrastructure you've got behind, the more human resources you've got running different aspects of it rather than just, Leo Neal filling up filling up the coffee machine at the same time as he's doing the um, video over there, and he's manning the turnstiles and things. That you know, it, it, that that's that's a nonsensical way of running a, a professional, ambitious football club. You get players, you get staff in who can do a specific job, and then they can focus just on that. You know, I've talked to people behind the scenes at the club who said there were people who are there who are doing three or four jobs, and they can't do any of them properly because they've been stretched too thinly. This is last season. Um, that that. That's finished. If you if you now you can do your job properly, and I think that Ashton's a big part of that is m- making sure everybody can do their job properly. Mm, Bloomers, I just wanted to say, like football in itself is an insidious industry. Um, you have, and this is a, I mean, you're talking from scouts to to physios to to media people to you know interns or whatever. Like people end up working very long hours, very difficult places for shit money, money that they don't deserve to be working for. And that's across the board. And this is speaking from, you know, I was an intern at a club for a, a, a league one club for a year. So, and that was unpaid by the way, no no wage. So I've, I've been doing it for free. Um, like it's because football is unlike any other sort of industry in that, Everything is so front-facing. It's almost like living and dying by a team's results, regardless of what you're doing. You know, you can be a media person and have like 15 amazing post-match things to send out to the to the world. But if your team doesn't win, you're not sending it out. 
So, you know, it's, it's, it's bizarre. And, and to be honest, uh, I didn't know you made that comment until uh, David just said it. It's a dickish comment, but am I surprised by it? No. Do I think it's pandering to the fans a little bit? Do I think he believes it? If I mean, I don't know him, but if I had to put money on it, probably a little bit. Um, so, yeah, like, don't ever th- forget how much of an insidious industry it is. And unfortunately, that's just the stone cold truth of it. I'm sure there are wonderful football clubs to work for. I'm sure there are a lot of crap football clubs to work for. I don't know where ours fills in, um, having never worked for the club. But, but yeah, uh, am I surprised that, that this comment was made? Absolutely not. Mm, okay. Um, David, to wrap up, I'm on Brad as well. To right, wrap it, up this, it's it's this not really thing. wrapping up. It's just a question. Given our backroom stuff, and I, I, I was um, doing some topia earlier, in it, and this, this crossed my mind, um, as it does, you know. Um, our former chief scout stroke director of football stroke Mick McCarthy's sort of... Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Who was, who's been loitering around doing something. I'm not entirely sure what. For, is he still there? I haven't no seen comment. him. No, he's he left. Oh, he left, didn't he? He's yeah. gone. I, I hadn't noticed that one. I, yeah, I just wondered whether he was still sort of, you know, in, in, a, in an attic somewhere, just sort of filing things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, Brad O2. And I think the, the goal, I think, as well, they're wanting to get staff in that are going to be there for long term. Because the thing is, when a manager leaves, normally a lot of their coaching staff go. Um, which is, you know, you can, you've seen that already with Paul Lambert, you know, Stuart Taylor went, Jimmy Walker went, of course, Matt Gill's gone. Hopefully there'll be a structure in place where a lot of the staff will hopefully stay on um, because, yeah, it's, it's, it's just changing every year or changing every few years if your manager doesn't last long. If a manager lasts four months at the club, then you're going to get rid of all the coaching staff and new coaching staff come in. So it's probably not that very easy for players to get used to because they've now got to be coached by different people. But, um, yeah, to wrap this up, bro. Yeah, I just think overall, I think it's he's trying to reassure fans that he will work as hard as he possibly can for this club. Just as if me or you or any of us were sat in this position, we would this this job would become our lives essentially. It wouldn't certainly run the football club, the, the club that we support. And um, I think, yeah, I think he will be eight to eight, probably waking up every day on the phone to go in bed with the last thing in his mind being at Switch Town. As for life, he chooses to lead. I'm not really sure there's much that people in the club shop can do past five when the door's shut. So I can't imagine they'll be down until eight o'clock. So, but him and this Luke Luke Ver, Luke Verham, I'm not actually sure how you pronounce his name. Um, Good I think that they're a bit they're a bit of a double act, aren't they? And, um, but yeah, I, I think it's a bit like Paul Kirk. Paul, Paul Kirk right now, he's not going to be going to sleep at night very easily because he will just constantly, constantly thinking who. Like, can I get this over the line or so and so? It's in the season when your squad is set and the games are coming, and you kind of relax a little bit then. I mean, Mark Gashman's not going to be working from eight to eight on a Wednesday, even if there's no midweek game. He, he might be, I don't know, but but right now we we have a hell of a job on our hands, don't we? I mean, we if you are going to really work your work your ass off, it is right now between now and pre-season starting to get this squad in place. All right. Oh, what a great way to end the Mark Aston chat. Um, well, we've covered pretty much all bases. Um, of course, we can mention the transfer links, but I think that's already old hat. So I think I'm going to decide we're not going to talk about those. Hopefully, these transfer rumours that will be tickling along through the summer, most of them could be true. And then we will have more you know, signings in the door. Of course, one down so far, where's Burns? So uh, the final sort of action is, of course, to mention 
the women's team. Uh, the women's team, of course, won promotion. They are going up. It was a, a fantastic week of news. You know, Mark Ashton starting, then the, the town women's team going up, and then, of course, today with the, the signing of the new kit. But, um, yeah, they'll be playing in a different division, the third tier. Of course, the last two years have had basically null and voided because of the pandemic. Um, and, of course, their aim has been getting promoted for a very long time. Of course, Joe Sheehan, their manager, is a, a top guy and he's done really well there. Um, I'm going to quickly just name the league they're playing in. It, once again, it's a bit of a mouthful. So the league before, they were playing in the Women's National League Southeast Division. Now going to be playing in the Women's National League Southern Division. So a bit, still a bit of a, a mouthful. But um, they've got a long journey ahead of them. Of course, I'm, I'm their club photographer and... Uh, um, I'm not looking forward to Cardiff and Plymouth away. I'd love to say that on a Sunday. That's it. Hopefully, I'm hoping. Just, just think you could have Plymouth away with the women and then Plymouth away with the with the men on a Tuesday night. Uh, I'll just, yeah, I'll have to just stay there. Devin, I'll, I'm hoping it's in August, though. If it's Hopefully, it's not in December because that will be uh, not good. And, of course, it's been great that, you know, the women's team are going to be wearing the same shirt, the same sponsor. I think that was a massive thing that came out of that news. Um, I know you guys probably don't know much about the team, but you know what's your what's your thoughts on this? It's good that well, basically we've got two third tier teams now because we're we're third tier and they're third tier. Yeah, it's I, good. I'm really pleased. Yeah, I mean it's um I, I I don't know any player. Is it Natasha Thomas? Yep, striker. Yeah, yeah there you go. So um, uh, she, she's the only name I know, but but certainly they needed to step up because I fo- I think I follow their account on Twitter, and so I see their results each week and. I think, like you said earlier, they're winning, you know, eight, nine, ten, you know, like it's uh, sort of youth level scores, uh, isn't it? So, um, uh, yeah, hopefully, you know, step up in in class will will improve their team, attract more players to come and play for the women's team. Uh, women's football is, you know, a massive growth over the last few years and will discontinue. So it's good to have a successful Ipswich side. Yeah, and uh, a team that has got promoted. And the team that's got promoted. Yeah, I think um, the FA Cup run, the women's FA Cup run that uh, the the side went on a couple of years ago, really sort of got our fan base engaged with the women's team. So my mum and dad actually went to um, Huddersfield and then to Manchester to watch the uh, game that we won and then the game against Manchester City. Um, Had an absolutely fantastic time by all accounts. And it's just a shame, really, that COVID kind of curtailed the well, what seemed like the progress that was being made at the club. So it's it's great for them to finally get a division higher, and you know, hopefully against a, a level of opposition now that's going to be more. I, I don't know how to say this without being disrespectful to the other teams. And I don't mean to be, but yeah, yeah, more competitive. Um, because if if I, I don't know what the end goal is for for connections behind the women's team, I assume it's to get as high up as we can. Uh, so let's let's hope that the progress continues, and uh, let's also hope that even when it's not a fifteen nil win for Ipswich Town women every week, that the, the the fan base of the of the males team continues to get behind them. Because of these really dark couple of years we've had, this has been a real shining light on uh, on football in Suffolk, let alone Ipswich Town. Well put, yeah, because they've they've now gotten supporting groups and their fan groups are, are growing, and it's it's you know if you want to have a football for your whole weekend, you've got the men's team on Saturday, then you've got the women's team on Sunday. They play in Felixstowe, 
Um, go well, I mean, yeah, you, you, you exactly. go every week. Yeah, you go every week. Whilst you sell it, sell it to us, Ross. Sell it to and the people listening. They, 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 they play there, don't they? So it's, they, they're playing at a proper ground, aren't they? It's not like they're playing at a training ground and it's a, it's a day out, it's standing on the sidelines, cheering them on. And yeah, I think, I think, I think it's brilliant. I'm really, really pleased from it. I've been promoted. Um, yeah, good on you, Ross. And a, bit, and a bit of justice, you yeah, know, when, uh, when the season's curtailed, you know, it's good that the Women's League have had the. Um, structure in place that they've been able to find ways around what, what should have happened before through what happened on the pitch. Yeah, yeah, two back-to-back seasons. The, the of course their season got null and voided. They were top both times. I know they only played I think four league games the season just gone. But once again they were winning ten nil. Of course they beat them up the road ten nil at, at their place as well. So you know beating a rivalry, uh, a rival team, and beating them ten nil. You know, it's great, but also it really shouldn't be happening because, you know, it's it should good. be a competitive league. Yeah. yeah. But um, but there we go. Well, well, lads, it's uh, been a pleasure uh, once again. Any any other business before we wrap up? Anything else you'd like to add? Anything you want to plug? My favourite <laughs> kit is the one which Darren is wearing, but a year before with the Eon sponsor. Okay. Oh, yes. I forgot to it say was that. Like yes. Question of the week. Pinstripe all over. But that's that's only in living memory. If if I was alive, it would have to be the Radio Orwell one with the red mm. across. Oh, it's gorgeous. Oh no, no, that's the French square. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I mean, for, for me, for me, the our kit peaked in nineteen eighty one, home and away. <laughs> and I, I know, obviously, it was a successful team, and so you you associate success with the kit they're wearing, but. Adidas obviously is very retro now and they're going back to all their retro stuff. Um, and that kit is just class that, you know, the blue white pinstripe and, and then the away black with, oh, sorry, white with a black pinstripe. Uh, that's as good as it gets in my opinion. Yeah. Well, I mentioned to you guys in the group chat about doing a uh, question of the week, which is your favorite kit? And I completely forgot about that. So, Thanks, Brad yeah. and Dazza, for bringing yours up. Um, <laughs> David, what's your favourite kit? Well, given the fact that I don't really care, I mean, I... I oh, yeah. <laughs> um, broadly, I agree, agree with, with Dazza, but, I mean, on a personal level, it's, it's the Fison's one because that, that's where I started watching town. You know, my, my first game was Bobby Ferguson's last home game. Started watching under John Duncan, so that, that's my formative kit. And then kits hang around for longer than sort of the, the five minutes you get with them now, so you, you do build up that affinity with them a bit so that was it i wanted to say um that it's pride month hence t-shirt i mean uh, and so the, the club tweeted out various things uh, um and they've changed changed colors and things and to say that rainbow tractors the lgbtq plus supporters group for town are running a variety of things including at the club a um sort of discussion thing next month on um sort of pride in sport and football specifically they've got a variety of speakers and things like that there'll be details out about that soon so keep an eye out for that it's, um and if any and i'm sure everybody here does it but there were some knuckle draggers out and about yesterday so if anybody says why do we need pride in sport then just point out you know over there look on instagram that's why we need it yeah definitely well, yeah as always and um, Bloomers, over to you. Um, your favourite kit of all time is it one that when you were alive, or one that well, you weren't even a twinkle in your dad's eye. 
<laughs> I wasn't expecting that, Ross. Um, me, me and Avery, my, uh, <laughs> my, this is a, uh, I'm not sure if it's controversial or not. I absolutely adore the maroon TXU Energy Away kit we had at the turn. Of the no. Premium. I like it. It's, really? not, uh, it's not for everybody, but I just, it's different. But different, it, it was different that, that also worked. Although, um, because we haven't had anything like it since, maybe it uh, didn't quite sell as well. In terms of home kits, I think that the usual ones we everyone talks about, um, I think it might be a bit of uh, winning bias, but the very first Adidas kit we had back a few years ago when they re-signed with us and we had the sixth place promote, uh, playoff season, that was a really nice kit with uh, yeah. Mark and yeah, sponsor. Not um, uh, and then other than that, probably, again, it's probably winning bias again, but the Green King home kit for the Premier League season where we finished fifth, just very, very thing of beauty. When Punch got it right, they got it right. When Punch got it wrong, yeah. you, got the green, you got the green and maroon away kit. That's hideous. Oh, actually, that might have been core, but a core punch, I don't know. Someone else, Segs can answer that. (laughs) Find out next week if he knows. (laughs) Yeah, I think it was punch. I'm just looking at a load of images now. And um, I I mean, I have a thing. All was written on the top left, and I don't know if that's punch or not. So, yeah, yeah, but. um, I spent so long thinking punch was a legit sporting brand, by the way. That's how small Suffolk is. No, no, no. But that's um, you know, a good shout. I think both uh, Bloomers and Daz has mentioned it about kits. Sometimes you go to it because it's a successful team. So hopefully this year with a new kit, hopefully we'll be remembered in that kit because we yep. got promoted HMS Pista League 3.0. Yeah, that needs to get. Of- sorry, that needs to get chucked in the sea. Anyone saying that needs a six-month ban from oh, Twitter, Max? Bloody hell! Is that our third, third season in League One now? What the yep. hell, man? <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, when I, I did warn my son about this because I know some Sheffield Wednesday fans and so they were in League One for three or four seasons before they got promoted again. So, and they're uh, probably a similar club to us. Big ground, big support, big history and got stuck in League One, just couldn't couldn't get out. So, um, but uh, like Mark Ashton says, you know, why can't we be be like, you know, Leicester and, you know, Leeds United and all these teams that have got pulled their socks off and got on with it from League One and then just, just carried on, kept the momentum going and off you go. And they're, they're, they're well run behind the scenes. That's the key thing. In each yeah, of I agree. Places. I mean, Sheffield Wednesday are back in League One now. Yeah. Because they're, because they're basically because they're a complete basket case. Yeah. Charlton yeah. ended up back in League One because, because I mean, they, their fans were at war with a owner who wanted to sell but then didn't want to sell to that person. And, you know, it, it was just all over the place. What, what, why are Wigan where they are, you know, money laundering or whatever it was, and um, Bolton, you know, it, it's always chaos behind the scenes, which ends up ultimately, even if it doesn't start start that way, ends up with you falling away. Mm. My boys, are you looking forward to Morecambe away next season? Yes, I am. I want Morecambe to go up because I want a weekend of debauchery. I haven't been to Lancaster in 10 years. Morecambe, here I come. Yeah, it's only an hour up the road for me. Then it's going to be a Tuesday bloody night in November, isn't it? Oh, it is, isn't it? It is, yeah. Or it will get switched switched to a Sunday for TV coverage, because that's what's happened when we played Accrington 
it got switched to a, a Sunday at 12 p.m. on live on Sky Sports. So hopefully it doesn't happen. They don't go more coming at Twitch. Oh, let's get it on Sky. Well, yeah. I mean, the, the one thing with that is, is that it would mean that I could recover from a hangover on, on the terraces rather than just, a, you know, so um, I, I, it is going to be a weekend of it unless it's a Tuesday. Yeah, hopefully it's not the Tuesday. Of course, um, you know, in a few weeks' time, the fixtures do get announced. So that'll be very intriguing to see who we're going to start the season off. And uh, I always like... I, don't I, know, not, I do like an away game to start the season. Like, so yeah, do I, because I'm in France. Oh, okay. Every, <laughs> everyone everyone around my new flat for Wimbledon away. 20-minute yes. walk. Beautiful. Brilliant. That is the plan. Cambridge away. We've bounced at the Abbey, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. once again, it's hard to get tickets there because they've got a small yeah. allocation in terms of, and we don't know how many fans can be allowed in, you know, early doors because with COVID and stuff. But I, I've mentioned, I shouldn't have mentioned it. I shouldn't have mentioned the C word, but I did. I did. I'm sorry. It's, um, I, I would imagine it'd be back to normal. And I, I just want an away game so, because if we're at home, I miss the opening day because I don't get back until the 8th. And then, and if they rem- if they moved us to Sunday for Sky, can you imagine how pissed off I would be? Because I get back at sort of about midnight, and a game on Saturday that that would be just cruel. Yeah. But we'll we'll wait and see on that, and we'll bring you, of course, more fan socials. Hope you've enjoyed listening. Um, Dazza, Brad, Bloomers, David. It's been a pleasure as always. It's great to be back, and uh, hopefully we'll be bringing you these weekly going forward, and um, getting ready for preseason. And of course, getting ready for another season in League One. But before we go, call to action. Get 20% off and free delivery with the code KOA at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free delivery at manscaped.com. Use the code KOA. Your balls will thank you. There we go. Um, it's been another great show. If you want to get involved as well, get in contact at Ross Media UK on Twitter. It'd be great to get as many voices heard on this show. And uh, yeah, we'll be back next week for another edition of Kings of Anglia Fan Social. Bye-bye. From true crime to football, Brexit to football, for more great podcasts from Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archon. channel